You know, Brandon and I talked in the past about how players have different little pockets in their life where there are problems that aren't easily remedied and they need assistance. Well, today we're going to be speaking with Eric Nielsen, the executive director of BAT, Baseball Assistance Team, and we're going to give you an idea of how some of those issues are being addressed. So let's get started. Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Carpenter, your host, and with me today is the executive director of BAT, and that is Mr. Eric Nielsen. Eric, man, it's great to have you here today. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Thank, thank you for having me. This is uh, this should be fun. Oh well, I'm telling you what, it certainly is for the audience of Baseball Biz. We need to learn more about what's going on with when it comes to the game. We look at the business and look at all the contributions we get besides just enjoying what's happening out there on the field. And what happens with some of those people who are, who are involved with making that entertainment ready for all the rest of us? So we'll we'll get into that. And, and I got to tell you, I hadn't I hadn't really heard of that before. I uh, looked at a lot of the charitable things that were going on. I know this is what you're about. We'll get into details on that. But my experience, I was looking the last year or so during COVID, and I saw David Price. I said, man, look at this guy. He's standing up. And he's going to make sure that all the minor leaguers in the Dodgers organization get, he's going to give each one of them a thousand bucks. I thought, nice step. You know, and I saw other teams and other ones step up and do things like that. I seen, I saw Nelson Cruz when he was here in Tampa, you know, a lot of things that he did with children and organizations and for, you know, his own hometown as well, uh, medical, et cetera. You, you see all these happening, the, the teams, et cetera, are doing this. But the one thing I hadn't really considered is, the needs actually within the organization of baseball and taking care of those folks. But that's kind of what bat came from there. There are needs there that, you know, you guys identified them and, and are helping folks. So can you give me a brief intro into what bat is? Yeah. So bat stands for baseball assistance team. And it was created in 1986 by the commissioner then, which was Peter Uberoff and a bunch of former players and the concept behind the organization was just to kind of be um, a short-term organization, kind of help those players where, you know, their pensions really weren't kind of covering their expenses. And as they passed, the organization would kind of dissolve. And luckily for me, um, many years later, we're still here today. We've kind of evolved from just an organization that, or the initial thought process was just to help out former major leaguers. And, you know, we've really expanded that to the entire baseball family. So it's anybody who's played one day in the big leagues and then two years of service across the board as a uh, minor league player, uh, umpire, scout, athletic trainer, uh, Negro league players, major and minor league front office personnel. They're widows, widowers, and children under the age of 23. Uh, we also have helped out a, a couple of players in the all American girls professional baseball league. So um, that's really our constituency, our applicant base. You know, really the mission of what we do is to be a short-term bridge to help our applicants get back to being self-sufficient. Not really designed to be a pension, but really just, you know, how is this money going to help you get back to where you need to be? And that's that was really the thought process. And, you know, back then um, it's evolved today. But, um, you know, the, the main goal is to have uh, as, as much impact, you know, as we can out there. And you guys are doing a great job with it. I think for myself, I was coming from a blind spot. And the first thing I'm thinking, baseball players, man, these guys make a lot of money. What, what do they need assistance for? What, what are they doing? But 
as you pointed out just a moment ago, we're talking about not just somebody who's currently in the game and, and they can be and still participate with this, but we're talking about the families. We're talking about somebody who came up for a cup of coffee in one game and, and still there are, are sometimes never came up in like say minor leaguers, umpires, et cetera. And, you know, in making a difference in those people's lives when there's a need, I know I saw one thing on YouTube where I think during Katrina, there was a gentleman who had experienced a, a very hard time and uh, losing everything, I think property, et cetera. And then even a family member who uh, succumbed to some, uh, um, what, mental distress, and I think took their life. But in the midst of all that, you know, there was bad. But the, the thing about it was, and this is why I hope to do here, he didn't know about it. I think it was David Cohn was uh, the guy who kind of pointed and said, hey, wait a minute, Let, let's talk to you about this other thing. It's bad. Maybe this can help you guys during this, this difficult time. And you guys came up in, in that situation and made a difference. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was a, you know, a tragic situation. Obviously you have Hurricane Katrina and then more recently you have um, Hurricane Maria, which kind of devastated the whole island of Puerto Rico. You know, you had the natural disasters in, in Houston and, um, and the, the wildfires in California. So really, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, mother nature have her way with, with a lot of different countries and it just leaves people in a very unfortunate uh, situation. And, you know, thankfully, you know, they have a nice little safety net with that where they can apply and fill out an application. And, and if, if all goes well and there's a financial need, then that's when we kind of come through and, and provide some help. Well, I like it because it's not uh, what I want to say. So niche that it has to be just one thing. It could be somebody with a disaster situation because of the, the whatever the elements and damage may have been done. It could be somebody with a mental health issue. Like you said, it could be somebody who needs a bridge for a certain period of time to get from A to B, whether it be with housing, food, et cetera, and, and with families. And I, I saw one, two, uh, one of the things too, helping widow and widowers and, and some of their children. I mean, they can qualify as well. But I thought, what a great organization. There, there's so many things out there as far as charities, but being able to look and connect with people who are part of this game, who give us fans the entertainment. I mean, we, we give with tickets and that sort of thing, but we go home after the game's over and we don't, we don't look, a lot of us, we don't look back. But to know that there's somebody there to support them like you guys, it's, it's very, very important. So I'm glad you're, you're there. Yeah, yeah, it's really rewarding. I mean, you mentioned some of the things we help out with, but, you know, we pay the rent and the mortgage directly. We put food on the table for our applicants. We send them a reloadable Bank of America debit card that they can use to go to the grocery store. You know, each time um, you know they need to buy food, we pay for the utilities, uh, funeral expenses, uh, medical expenses, health insurance, prescriptions. Um, you know, any basic human need, we're out there to help. I mean, we have one of our biggest uh, assets is our mental health and addiction recovery program which is coordinated by Tim McDowell. He's, uh, he's the son of uh, Sam McDowell, the uh, Cleveland Indians pitcher um, who was great in, in the late sixties. And Tim played in the minors for the pirates. And he's been a huge asset for us, you know, with obviously connecting with a bunch of therapists and then, you know, placing our applicants who have, you know, addiction issues, you know, at rehab centers. And, you know, that's not cheap. Someone that comes to us without insurance it's yeah. about $19,000 to put them in rehab for 44 days. So, you know, Tim's been a great asset. You know, we not only help out people in the USC, they were, you know, we kind of uh, take pride in, in knowing that we're a global organization. 
I think because of COVID and the pandemic, we've realized that we have applicants in countries that we didn't even know existed, you know, when it comes to the baseball world. So um, we have consultants in the Dominican Republic, uh, Dr. Javier, who's the wife of Stan Javier, the former big leaguer. She's our consultant in, um, in the Dominican Republic, and she's assisted by Alex Nolasco, who's a former minor leaguer. And then we have uh, two former minor leaguers who are consultants in Puerto Rico who are kind of navigating, you know, the island of Puerto Rico for us and making sure there are eyes and ears. And um, you know, everything's really expanded because of COVID. We had to hire, you know, a number of caseworkers to really digest the amount of cases, because as soon as it happened within the first month, we had about 1200 outstanding applications. Wow. And, um, you know, that was something that we've never even um, never even thought that would even happen. So, you know, we had a, a small staff of seven people and, you know, at, at that point in time, we had to hire about 16 caseworkers to help us process all these applications. So our caseworkers are, you know, really spread out across the globe. We have one in Panama. Um, we have uh, two in Puerto Rico. Uh, some on the West coast, some on the East coast, you know, some, uh, you know, really all, all different countries. So it's just a, a well-rounded group of individuals, all with big hearts. And one of the interesting parts too, is, you know, we are, I'm an, I'm an employee of major league baseball, uh, but batters at separate entities. So major league baseball's contributions paying for, you know, our salaries and our travel expenses. And really the reason we're able to do what we do is because of the generosity of the current day players. So each spring we go out. And uh, we meet with all 30 teams in Arizona and uh, Florida. And we have about a 15 minute presentation where we kind of share you know, the mission about what we do and, and have an applicant come with us to share their story in front of the players in the clubhouse and how, you know, their generosity has really impacted their lives. And, um, you know, the, the current day players are just very, uh, they really buy into the mission of the organization and, you know, at times they do refer a number of friends that they played with in the minors who may be struggling. So, you know, they get it. And it's just having the complete support of, of Major League Baseball and the players and, and the 30 clubs, um, you know, to really kind of help us continue to do what, you know, what we want to do. And, you know, getting through these past couple of years with the need was was a big victory for us. I like that while you're out there in front of those players and introducing them to bat you know, and, and actually looking for funds, but also are there to, to listen to them, you know, because like this may be the first time many of them have, have thought about you guys and there's somebody they know that's in need. And that, that's, that's a great thing that you're able to do. The other thing I like about your organization, one MLB is covering, you know, you're basically your staff, your, your office, all this, it turns the lights on, but it sounds like every dollar that comes in a bat is really going out to people in need. And that's important. You don't see that sometimes a lot of organizations and charities. So that's, yeah, that's, that's very unique in today's day and age. Usually when someone's coming in asking for money, it's usually paying for someone, at least, at least someone's <laughs> salary. Oh yeah. I've, I've seen 30, 50% overhead going to something else. So knowing that it's going directly to, to the players and the families in need, I think is important. Plus you've got players that are out there feet on the street. We're not talking about somebody who's just coming in, making an assessment. We're talking about people who've lived within the, the structure of baseball, who, who know some of the ins and outs, who know the stresses and pressures. So you guys have a unique ability when you're talking to someone. It's not just some actuary sitting down there and saying, hmm, I don't know, let me, let me sharpen my pencil on this and figure this out. Uh, there, there's, an, there's a personality. There's, there's an engagement I don't think that you would get in a lot of other situations. Yeah, and really when, when looking at a case, you know, giving someone money is nice, but really if there's no real 
um, thought process behind, it's not really going to do well. So, you know, we have a bunch of resources. Obviously, I mentioned uh, Tim McDowell earlier on the mental health and addiction recovery side, but we also have a financial consultant by the name of DJ Enga who works with our applicants, you know, on, on some really tough situations. So, you know, whether it's, you know, they have a ton of debt and they need some, you know, some counseling on, Hey, you know, should I speak with a bankruptcy attorney? Should I, you know, work with a, um, yeah, you know, a credit card, you know, um, negotiating company to kind of reduce this down or, um, you know, it really just kind of offers solutions. I went to the applicant with the staff and the board, and then we also have a company we work with called Direct Path, which works with our applicants on their medical situation. So if someone comes to us with maybe a $30,000 medical bill, you know, Direct Path will get involved and work with all these different, you know, financial departments within these medical facilities and negotiate these down through all these programs. So maybe instead of us asking the board for a $30,000 grant, we're asking them for an $8,000 grant. So just kind of utilizing all the resources we have in play to really help our applicants, you know, be where they need to be. And if that's, you know, trying to get a resume and speak with someone, you know, to get employment. I mean, those are all things that we were doing before COVID. Yeah. And then we're going to start getting back into now trying to provide, you know, some different opportunities for players just because, you know, they can transition, you know, those, those um, traits that they had in the field with the competitiveness, you know, the teamwork, you know, into the workforce, you know, and be productive members of society again. So it's really that, that's really the struggle after after baseball is trying to figure out what's next for some of these players who may not have had the, the college education and uh, really all they know what to do is play baseball. So, you know, it's uh, it's something that, um, you know, we do see with a number of our applicants. And speaking of education, you guys actually offer scholarships too as part of your program. Yeah, we have a scholarship program that's been spearheaded by um, Adam Jones the former, uh, former all-star outfielder and, uh, Gary Thorne, the, um, the longtime broadcaster. And really the thought process behind that was just to give our applicants another tool to put on their tool belt with education, because we kind of went over it and it's just like, how can we provide that bridge and education, you know, is something where, you know, they're able to get the, uh, the opportunities career-wise, uh, if they have that degree rather than if they didn't. So yeah, we, um, we provide help with, um, um, vocational, uh, degrees, uh, two-year, four-year degrees. Uh, and it's really reviewed on a semester by semester basis. So we monitor. So if someone fills out an application, they get approved and they come back, well, then we want to see what their grades are. Right. And, and, uh, if, if the grades are favorable, you know, most likely based upon if there's a financial need, we're, we're jumping back into it. But if, if the applicant's not into it, you know, and, and, and they're failing courses, I mean, we're just not going to, no. to kind of waste money. So, <laughs> It's a, it's a great program for us to have. We do have people that kind of, you know, go to school and need some money to get to school transportation wise or some food in the meantime. So you know, we kind of double dip with grant and scholarships, but it's uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely something that, um, you know, a lot of our applicants take uh, advantage of. Eric, when you're standing in front of an audience somewhere and you're introducing them to bat, is there like a case study that you could share with us that, the audience might get a better idea of even, you know, an individual situation uh, that you all took care of from A to B. Yeah. I mean, there's a um, uh, part of our promotional video on our website. If you were to check that out, there's um, uh, there's a man by the name of Andy Lane. Andy played in the minors um, for the nationals. And then he later became the bullpen catcher for the Chicago Cubs. 
and him and his wife, Elise, uh, were expecting uh, a baby boy and they didn't get favorable news um, from the doctor about mm. the, the, their child's, you know, um, percentages of surviving, you know, them giving birth. And, um, you know, they wanted to uh, they wanted to give it a shot and give give the baby boy a, as better as best of a chance as he could. And um, they were in Phoenix and then they actually ended up going to Stanford Children's Medical Center, um, you know, because from everyone they talked to, that, that was the best place to be. And they obviously had to displace themselves, you know, out of work, you know, being not really knowing what's going on. So we kind of stepped in and covered their living expenses in, uh, in Phoenix and also the living expenses in, uh, in Stanford while they were, um, you know, kind of there. You know, fortunately, uh, the baby's boy, baby boy's name is Jackson, and he probably had about five open heart surgeries before the age of one. Oh my God. And, um, you know, it's really a, a heartwarming story, but, you know, it's one that uh, every year where I go out to Arizona, I make an effort to kind of go and, and visit, you know, Andy, Elise, and Jackson. And this past year, we went and just saw him play in his little league game. I think he's about uh, eight, eight or nine years old. And just that, uh, you know, I get my normal hug from him each year. And that's, that's probably the most heartwarming, um, you know, situation that, that I've been surrounded by. I mean, we have, you know, a bunch of situations where, you know, we've helped out families, you know, their children are struggling from cancer. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, a couple, you know, didn't survive. And I got to meet them and just see the smiles on their faces, you know, with everything that they were going through. But really, that's what makes this line of work and, and bat, you know, all worthwhile. You know, it's just, you know, being able to, to impact lives. Wow. <laughs> so if anybody's wondering, this is Jim charity handing out dollars. It ain't, uh, it's, it's, it's a group of people who are making a difference in, in a lot of other people's lives. So, um, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking you were talking about all of these people, all these requests that came in during COVID, et cetera. And I'm thinking, Funding. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I, I know that you're, you're meeting with the players and, and they're giving a certain percentage of their money to you as well. But the demand has had to be so high upon you guys. Are there other uh, streams of revenue that you all get for to help out with that? Well, really, over the years, the players have just been so generous. And because of their generosity, we we're able to get through, you know, the pandemic and everything that they do. I mean, this past year. We raised $3.6 million to the players, which is just, which is an all-time record. I mean, each year it just continues to get higher and higher. Say that number again. I want to hear it again. Yeah. $3.6 million. Wow. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of good that we can do with, with that money. And, um, you know, fortunately for us, you know, we, uh, we have an investment committee that's, that's done pretty well, making sure that we're equipped to be around for the long haul. You know, it was tough, um, you know, those two years during the pandemic where our funding and not being able to get in front of the players and ask for money. Uh, but fortunately for us, we've kind of planned for, for a rainy day. You know, that rainy day did happen. But, um, you know, happy we were able to get back out, you know, and, uh, and in the clubhouse again because uh, it, it may have been a, a different story for us funding-wise if, if we weren't able to raise that, that 3.6 this year. That's outstanding. And kudos to you and kudos to those players for, you know, stepping up. Uh, exactly. But you also have other ways for fans and such to participate uh, what, through fundraising, I think, and auctions. Yeah, we, um, you know, obviously, if any, any fan wants to make a donation, you could just go on our website, baseballassistanceteam.com, and, uh, and make a donation on there. Um, 
we just had a, uh, um, a autographed Jersey auction that I think just completed online where we do, uh, we do get some money from that as well, from the players, you know, signing jerseys during the all-star game. Um, you know, we used to have a, a fundraising dinner in New York, but uh, that hasn't happened in quite some time, but really, you know, if anyone wants to contribute, you know, online is probably the, the best way to go. Wow. Well, it, to me, it's, 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 see, it's such importance to help. And I keep looking back to the staff that you're talking about. I mean, whether it's an umpire, whether it's a coach, whether it's somebody who's been out of work, it's not just that we're not just looking at major league players here. So I think that's essential for people to understand when we're talking about that, because again, coming from a point of ignorance where I started out with all this, I thought that, well, you know, you got major league players. These guys make good money, <laughs> but you know, Step aside, take it aside from that kind of attitude and look at what the depth of what Pat does for so many people. And when you look at it too, and you're doing it on a case by case, you know, basis, you're looking in, and there's times it's not necessarily, oh, here's a grant for life eternity. It's, oh, I see you need this to get from A to B. Oh, you need meals now. Oh, you need to get this through the surgery, et cetera. Wow. Uh, that's, that's the sort of things that should encourage people when they are looking at a charity and man, uh, I can't say thanks enough to you for what you're doing for those folks. No, no, it's a, uh, it's a pleasure. And, and, and the application process is something that we really, really kind of delve into. So when someone does fill out an app, we're asking for their complete household income, their monthly, you know, household expenses, any assets they have, outstanding debt, um, tax returns, pay stubs, medical notes. I mean, we would get really into, into detail uh, on this because we want to make sure the money's going in the right hands and for the right reasons. So, um, you know, our board is all, you know, on, on board with reviewing each situation. So, you know, that's how the decisions are made. The staff comes up with a recommendation and ultimately our board has the final say. So we have about 20 board of directors, uh, which range from a couple, uh, current players, former players, uh, front office staff, uh, a couple of attorneys on our board, all just with big hearts. And, um, you know, it's something that occurs every two weeks. So we have a grant call every two weeks. We have three grant committees, actually, that kind of review cases, a scholarship committee, a crisis committee. Um, it's pretty all extensive, you know, and, and, and really, you know, our goal is just to make sure, you know, that, uh, that we're helping people. So that's what it's all about. Well, looking at what's coming into you today, where do you think is the greatest need, you know, of, is it greatest, mental health? <laughs> greatest, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, mental health has been very prevalent in the last couple of years, especially being able to kind of deal with COVID and, and, and everything that's kind of affected society since that, that's happened. But, you know, really when people come to us, it's, it's loss of income. It's, it's losing a job and, and trying to figure out what's next. Um, you know, it could be a medical emergency, you know, someone being diagnosed with cancer, you know, an, an injury where they're not able to work and they need to rehab and get back. We talked about addiction. You know, that's, that's a lengthy process for us. Someone's in rehab for 44 days. And then normally after that, we're sending them to a sober living place so they can kind of transition back into society. And then all while worrying about their family back home too, you know, while they're undergoing this. So that's a, it's a lengthy process, but, you know, really there's all different needs out there. We got families that come where, Hey, we just need, we need help, you know, with funeral expenses, you know, some, some outstanding debt issues, you know, trying to get rid of that. So it's really just looking at, at their situation and trying to figure out, you know, what the best avenue uh, of us providing assistance is going to do to put them in a, in a good situation moving forward. I want to remind people too, we're looking at 
everybody from minor leaguers to scouts, to trainers, to, you know, everything, you know, in minor leagues, as well as the majors. So I think that's important to re, to put out there in front of folks as well. Eric, I can't thank you enough, man, for what you and bat the baseball assistance team is doing. And I'd like to remind people if they want to reach you and you tell me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, I think MLB.com slash baseball hyphen assistance team. And let's see Twitter at bat charity, Instagram, bat charity, Facebook. I think it's baseball assistance team. Uh, Is there any other way that people who want to know more about what you guys are doing, where they should go? Yeah. Just drop us an email, BAT at MLB.com or give us a call. Um, You know, we're there Monday through Friday, nine to five. We have, you know, bilingual reps, you know, on call, just picking up the phone. So 212-931-7822. That's the bad hotline. And uh, yeah, just give us a call. I'll be happy to answer any questions. You know, if any fans may know of someone who needs help, you know, in the baseball world, we encourage you to kind of reach out to, you know, I know there's plenty of GoFundMe campaigns on there, uh, you know, on the internet. And um, obviously we, you know, we don't have radar to catch every single one of them, but if there is, you know, we'd be happy to kind of reach out to whoever's organizing it to, to make sure that someone in that family is filling out an application. So that's really the way to get us. Well, man, I can't, uh, again, say thank you enough, Eric Nielsen, from back to being here with us today. Keep it up, brother. I mean, it's it's fantastic. And uh, bless you and your team for all the great work you do. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. It's all been right. a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you once again for joining us here at Baseball Biz. We hope you enjoyed this edition. And especially talking to with Eric Nielsen with Pat, the baseball assistance team, and thank them for all that they're doing, you know, within the baseball community and helping those in need. And just remember, you can find us here. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. If it's a directory for podcasts, we're there. And also, you can find us on Twitter at the Baseball Biz. And we look forward to hearing from you guys again real soon. Special thanks to X-Take RUX for the music rocking forward. <laughs>